Hey, good evening, everyone. So right now the Georgia runoff is going on. And here, let me share the screen with you guys. Hold on a sec. Oh, share screen. Hold on one sec, guys. There is... Um... Okay. Here, let me make it full screen. So right now, Purdue is up by three points with 83% uh reporting and Loeffler is up 1.7 percent the problem lies that the outstanding votes are mostly in democrat districts and you know this is a pretty common thing for for democrat uh counties to do is they do not turn in all their votes until they know how many votes they need so let's see here so it looks like yeah, so you look at Cobb County, very big county. Uh, per, the Democrats are winning it basically 60 to 40%, and they've only reported 52%, right? So if they need to make up a 30, 40,000 vote difference, they can do it there. Um, this county is mostly in, let's see, Newton County is mostly in, but... Uh, let's see here, 70%, another big Democrat one, Richmond, 98%. So a lot of the vote is coming in for sure, but I, I do believe, I mean, the New York Times right now is saying Ossoff, he's down three points right now, but they're saying he still has a 76% chance to win. Uh, Warnock still has, I guess, a 90% chance to win. Let's see. This is kind of updating as we go. I mean, yeah, so right now Kelly Loeffler is up 15 plus 48. So that's, I mean, it's close to 60. That's close to uh, 65,000 votes. And they're saying she's going to lose. And it's 83% reported. And then uh, David Perdue is up. Let's see. I mean, almost a hundred thousand. It looks like what ninety-five thousand, and they're saying he is going to lose too, at least right now, based on the probabilities. And you know, my thinking has always been, if so, I do believe a hundred percent that they stole the uh, election in November. I mean, I a hundred percent believe they stole the election, and. If they can steal the election in November, then what is going to be the difference now? What, you know, this there's the same governor, there's the same secretary of state, all these people are really throwing in the towels for the Democrats. Um, the, the issues with the voter rolls has not been fixed. None of the issues have been fixed in Georgia. So I expect one if not both of these seats to go to democrats even though right now at this exact moment um the republicans are up and if it was legal votes if it was just a completely fair election i would expect the republicans to win but here's what's going to happen so yeah i mean loffler is almost up two percentage points now and you know i would actually even say it, there's a real possibility that Loeffler and Purdue's leads will continue to rise up until like, you know, 90 whatever percent of the of the election of the of the return. At that point, 
the Democrat votes will start to come in and it'll just be massive Democrat wave votes coming in. If they need to, they'll keep voting till, you know, three or four o'clock in the middle of the night, three or four o'clock AM in the middle of the night until they find the votes that they need for these Democrats to win. Because I mean, if they're going to steal the presidential election, they're going to do what it takes to take complete power over Washington, D.C. And if they win these two seats, they will completely have it. I mean, they'll be able to do whatever they want. And if you don't think that they're going to do whatever it takes to get ahead uh, and, and take one of the, take one or both. I mean, you need both the seats, to be honest. If, if you take one, it's not enough. Then Mitch McConnell can still be uh, in charge of the Senate. They don't want mitch mcconnell in charge of the senate they want to take complete control of washington dc so even though purdue's up three percent which seems like a very big amount i really expect them to find the votes to beat purdue they're going to beat purdue they're going to beat Lafleur. and at a certain point republicans are going to have to wake up and realize that you can't just let these people do whatever they want and and steal elections and expect to win so um Unfortunately, it looks like they're going to lose here. Let me let me see if we can look a little bit at these. So uh, Ralph Warnock, a Baptist preacher born and raised in Georgia, would become his state's first black senator, breaking a barrier with, okay, blah, blah, blah. With the race so close, it's worth mentioning that if the results is, if, is within half a percentage point, the losing candidate can seek a ballot recount. Um, DeKalb County, which has lagged other Atlanta area counties in its reporting tonight is the state's fourth most populous County and it tilts overwhelmingly Democrat, right? So that's not coincidental that the, the, one of the biggest Democrat counties is, is lacking and it's counting. Let's see. Okay. So I just had it. Uh, where is it? Da, da, da. Where's DeKalb? Uh, uh, somewhere over here. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this County, uh, it is right now it's going eight, over 80, 20 to the Democrats and it's only reported 42%. That's it. Um, and you know, in these counties, it's not just that they, uh, you know, report late and find votes. They also, have a lot of voter intimidation tactics, you know, I mean, there are a lot of times and, you know, obviously I can't speak for every precinct and every, every little situation, but a lot of times they stand over their shoulders. If it's old people, they tell them how to vote. If it's immigrants, they tell them where to vote. I mean, this isn't just completely, you know, I mean, look at, they're saying right now it's 88% Ralph Warnock, 11% for Kelly Loeffler in uh clayton county which to me sounds ridiculous I, I i don't believe there's any counties in this country that are really only you know 11 percent republican and you know 90 percent democrat but that's 94 percent reported that would be clayton county um and then let's see dekalb county yeah i mean this is going to be the one that is really going to hurt them and come in and be really damaging Oh, let's see. Okay. Purdue three law floor 1.8. So right now Warnock has a 92% chance. The guy who said that you can't serve the military and serve in the military and serve God. The guy who brought Fidel Castro to his church. 
um, you know, a guy who beat his wife. I mean, he beat his he's he's supposed to be a pastor and he beat his wife. I don't personally believe that this guy could win in Georgia. I, I that being said, I, I think I drove through Georgia once. I'm not completely, you know, a, a Georgia guy. And then even uh Purdue, who's up three percentage points, 78% chance for Ossoff. Most of the remaining votes are going to be Democrat. And let's see. Let's see if there's any difference. So, okay. So Purdue is doing a little bit better in Del Cub County. He has 18% when Loeffler had 11%. And, you know, in Loeffler, if you've seen her give any speeches or anything, she just sounds like a robot. No personality. Her husband is like the president of the New York Stock Exchange. And he's the one who... Uh, was like, oh, we're not going to delist the Chinese telecoms. You know, it's obviously he's connected with the, you know, with Chinese money. I'm not saying he's a Chinese agent, but he's obviously connected with Chinese money. Um, so really corrupt. I mean, she's a corrupt person, you know, and, and just from my observations, it's pretty obvious that uh, George is a pretty corrupt state um, politically. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, Warnock is going up and up. And I, I don't expect all of the votes to come in until very late tonight. Fox News reporting now on an issue that Republicans have been concerned about since November. The vote and roll of Georgia tonight seems soft because the Trump base is depressed. Huh? I wonder why that might be. Okay, so speaking of, there was uh, in Fulton County, one of the biggest counties, no Republican observers were present at the Georgia Con Congress Center where single individuals are scan scanning and, ad and adjudicating ballots. So adjudicating is when they take the ballots and they say, okay, well, we, we can't read this ballot. So we're going to write, you know, we're going to fix it based on what they wrote. There's no Republican observers. I was told they are not Dominion reps, no dual control, no observers. So here we go. So these people are adjudicating without anyone observing. So it's just Democrats adjudicating these ballots. So there's one example. Here we go. Fulton County. Okay, the same thing. Here's all the adjudications. No Republican observers anywhere. Or if they are, maybe they're like behind some line watching from like 10 feet away, you know? So... Yeah, I mean it's gonna be stolen a hundred percent. It's just that's just what's gonna happen tonight. And uh yeah, I mean it's too bad. Keep an eye on it. Let's see. Any update? So right now they're at eighty-five percent reported. And if you remember correctly, on election night, Trump was up he was killing it in Georgia, actually, until the the water pipe burst, right? And at that point, uh at that point it all it all flipped. Okay, both Republicans ran on exaggerated fears of their opponents, extremists, socialists, and banked on hugging Trump, but Trump left them out to... Okay, you know, obviously this is New York Times uh, crap right here. Well, and if they lose on the issues, I, I will say this, and this is a really big point that uh, people are not giving the Republicans enough pain about. Republicans are in the league. What league is that, man? Um. Okay, Republicans are in the league, Tommy says. Uh, okay, what do you mean by league? You're going to have to explain yourself a little bit. Are you saying lead? Maybe you're saying the lead. Yeah, they're in the lead right now, but the votes that still need to come in are in Democrat counties. And we they're also 
counting the votes very slowly. So when that happens, they can find votes, they can adjudicate votes, they can do whatever it really takes to find the votes they need to, to win. So these are not big enough leads um, to win during this time with what's been going on uh, in Georgia right now. So here, let's see. There was some other interesting things. Oh, well, let, let me talk about why I think these people are going to lose. So on a policy basis, let me say this. You know, I'm not a socialist. I, I don't believe in just, you know, taxing people to death and handing out free money because that doesn't always work. But when Trump came out and said, look, we need to give $2,000 to the people, the people, you know, the people should be given money. We're giving money to uh, we're giving money to foreign countries. We're giving money to all these special interests. We need to give the money to, you know, we need to give families and individuals $2,000 each. It's not really that much money. And Nancy Pelosi came out immediately, said, yes, let's do it. Bernie Sanders came out and said, yes, let's do it. Uh, all of the Democrats in the House did it. The Republicans in the House wanted it. Uh, all the Democrats in the Senate were supporting it. And Mitch McConnell uh, railroaded it. He attached it to a bunch of poison pills that we're never going to get through the Senate. And when he did that, in my opinion, that was when he uh, torpedoed the Republican Senate. Because you have to understand, you know, $2,000, I mean, it's it's just, it's almost like a respect. It's not even about the money. It's like, okay, so the Republicans want to give money to Pakistan for gender studies. They'll pass that. But they're not going to pass $2,000 for me and my family. You know, I'm an American. We all pay taxes. And I personally think that the the printing and the inflation is actually very damaging for the country, like in a in a big, you know, big scheme. But it was symbolic. And when Mitch McConnell decided not to support um, and, and not let uh, the Republicans support and pass the two thousand dollars for families during you know, one of the toughest years we've ever had when so many businesses are shut down, so many people are really struggling right now. And when he did that, I think he he just, uh, I think he signed a poison pill. But, you know, as we're, as I'm talking about that, Loeffler's up two, Purdue's up three. So I really do hope I'm wrong. I really hope one of these guys find a way to pull it out. But if you look at the forecasting, now they're saying Warnock has a 93% chance of winning. And they're saying Osof has a 79%. So, I mean, their chances of winning are actually going up. So let's look again at DeKalb County. Yeah, still 42%. They still are not reporting any results. And that is not coincidental. You know, they're going to keep waiting until all of the red counties will come in. They all, you know, the, so if you look at the red counties, they're all like 98% in. Okay, so here we got one that's slacking a little bit. But that's only, you know, that's only a couple thousand votes. But. All the red counties have pretty much, you know, 98, 96, 90, you know, they're all in. So, yeah. So, I mean, you can see there's not many red votes left out there. I mean, very little. And, you know, some, some of the bigger counties in Georgia are just waiting, um, or, or whatever, you know, you call it whatever you want. They're, they're not, they're not reporting. I mean, it looks like almost everybody's kind of come in. I mean, Cobb County, that's another big Democrat one. 
they're 72 percent so that helps democrats let's see 96 yeah it's it's really going to be decob decob county is going to be the one that um there i mean and it you know you think about it i mean it I, i've been watching this now for maybe maybe an hour and it's been at 42 percent for decob for that entire time they haven't moved the needle why would they do that they do that because they are waiting you know i mean it, how long does it take you to re report some numbers uh bearish gop strategist text this jump starts the debate we'll see through the 24 election is the trump is trump the problem or the solution Given the suburban tally strategies, it's, it's plain. So you always get the same kind of really um, empty analysis from the mainstream media. You know, obviously it's always Trump's fault. I mean, that's that's always their answer. They, they have no other, um, you know, they have no other insight. Um, but it's not Trump's fault at all. It's the $2,000 that the uh, GOP Senate decided to railroad. So we'll see, but it's not looking too good with 87% reporting. These numbers, these percentages are just not high enough um, to overcome the cheating and the shenanigans that the Democrats will for sure pull in. And especially, you know, if they're adjudicating, you know, how many, how many ballots are they going to adjudicate here? As, as many as they need. Big news in Pennsylvania, though. Uh, the, here, let me make this full screen. The uh, Republican senators or the state Pennsylvania Republican senators, Senate, not senators, Senate and the House. Let me get to the. So they're asking. So due to these inconsistent. So they're putting all the questions about the election, all the inconsistencies. They're saying due to these inconsistent and questionable activities, we believe that the Pennsylvania election results should not have been certified by our secretary of state. So, I mean, this is pretty big because they do have the responsibility of certifying the election uh, per the, um, you know, per the constitution. So they're saying, uh, members, we asked for more time given the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court is to hear Trump versus Buk Var in the coming days. We ask that you delay the certification of our electoral college to allow due process as we pursue election integrity and our common wealth very respectably members of the pa senate let's see how many of them are okay so majority leader president pro tempores and 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 these guys so i mean that's big you know trump is looking for a hail mary and it's tough to see where it's going to come from but um he is definitely continuing to fight and i hope there's a way to pull it out this looks like it may be a way um decertifying if you could decertify the votes in pennsylvania or at least not certify the electors and then maybe georgia or arizona or something it could throw it uh in a toss-up so can a jo georgia voter vote as a newly registered georgia voter in this runoff but did not vote in the november 3rd election under 18 uh 18 of age out of state registered to vote out of state registered and vote in the state November 3rd. Can a Georgia voter vote as a newly registered Georgia voter in this runoff? I, yeah, of course. I, I don't see why not. Um, you know, I, I don't live in Georgia. I'm not an expert in Georgia, but I don't see any reason why they couldn't register for this election when they weren't registered in the last election. The problem is that there's thousands and thousands of uh registered voters in the state of Georgia that are maybe homeless people 
the registered at other people's addresses. They're just like not legal voters. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of these voters that all are registered at like some homeless shelter or not even homeless shelter, just like somebody, some, you know, social uh, workers home or whatever, which is completely illegal. And Project Veritas did a great video on this yesterday. I'm going to pull this up actually because it was really, really um, insightful. Hold on one sec while I pull this up. But Project Veritas, they had a social worker in uh, Fulton County who's like, yeah, I have like thousands of people registered at my house. Uh, it's illegal, but no one has said anything or done anything about it. So hold on, let me pull this up real quick. Are Lana voter dumps coming? We shall see. They're absolutely coming. <laughs> All right, hold on one sec as I pull this up. This came out just like the other day. And, you know, the thing is, is Project Ver Veritas does like amazing work. They're doing amazing reporting. But, you know, if we don't have law enforcement or uh any type of public officials that are going to take action on it, then it doesn't matter. It's just noise, you know? All right. Let's see here. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. So here's a new video they put out or here. We'll start with the first one. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me pull this up. Make it full screen. Okay, so this is this is a video from yesterday. We've done that for years. Executive Director Kimberly Parker says while admitting her organization has been illegally registering thousands of homeless to vote at the same address they don't actually reside out in in Atlanta. And this is like one example. This is one example of fraud. And when you multiply this across the state with other frauds as well. I mean, that's how Trump can lose Georgia by 11,000. And that's how these senators can lose uh, tonight. So here, check this out. Let's see, a little bit of lag. All right, here we go. So the majority of the people we serve don't have an address, so we allow them to use our address okay. if they register to vote and to get Georgia's state ID.
Okay, I guess I'm back. I don't know. I think I crashed. I'm not sure. I guess it's still going. Um, but yeah, my computer just crashed there. So here we are back, ready to go. Um, do, do, do. Let me share screen. Uh, here we go. All right, Wesley, the Project Veritas video is a perfect example of to why every state needs to attach a voter ID number to each ballot that is cast. Eliminate some of this ballot harvesting. No, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, our election integrity laws have been completely stripped away and destroyed um, because, quote unquote, racism. And, you know, it's, it's obvious. It's obviously BS, right? I mean, there's no way that people, I mean, rational people believe that, oh, voter ID is racist. Like, that's irrational. But you get these Democrat judges who don't really care about the truth. They don't really care about what's, um, you know, they don't really care about the truth. They don't really care about honesty, integrity. They care about Democrats winning elections. So they don't care if, uh, you know, you know, you can count the votes for three days or if, uh, you know, the, the voter ID is connected to the ballot. They, they have no interest in making uh, legal votes more uh, important. They have an interest in more illegal votes happening. So let's see what's going on with the election. All right. So here we are. Uh, let's see. Let me refresh this. Is this still only 87 percent in? I guess it's only been a few minutes, but let me see. 87% in. Loeffler's still up two. Let's see. She's up approximately, it looks like 20, so about 84,000, 83,000 votes. She's up. Um, they say Warnock has a 95% chance to win. Let me, let's take a look at uh, DeKalb County. Uh, let's see. Still only 42% in. Um so that means there's probably another hundred and maybe 20,000 Democrat votes here, which is like more than enough to beat her. And she probably has another 20, you know, maybe 30,000 votes. Let's see how Purdue's doing. So they're saying Ossoff has an 83% chance to win, which is his chances of winning are is, is going up as well. Um, yeah, so that's not great news. If they take control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency, uh, it, it's going to be... It, it would be actually dangerous, you know? <laughs> so we'll see what happens. I mean, I hope not. Um all right, so we saw that. Let's see. So, anyways, uh, Project Veritas had the video that came out showing thousands and thousands of illegal registered voters at single person's address. Now, I think they. So, this is director of the social services, MS House. So, I think they. Uh, I don't want to say jumped him, but they, Project Veritas. It looks like they approached him and started asking him questions. Let's see exactly how this went pattern christian hartbrook is project veritas and it's probably a couple thousand people that had our couple thousand people registered our mailing address totally illegal wow. so that was 
you think the FBI is going to go after him? Would you like to comment on the 2,000 voters we found registered? 2,000 voters. Yeah, so they try to address him, and of course, he just walks away. And, you know, look, they're just the media. But the problem is, is that we don't have any type of law enforcement to enforce the law. Agree. Safeguards are being removed in the word of COVID and or racism. Yeah. And, you know, it's a bigger problem with with law enforcement in general. Like right now, um, like in San Francisco, I live close to San Francisco and in San Francisco right now, if some homeless person decides to go into a Walgreens, still a bunch of, you know, go in, grab some drinks, grab some food, maybe grab some medicine or, you know, whatever. They can really grab whatever they want. They can walk out. You know, if, if the if, if Walgreens, let's say, if they called the cops, which they probably wouldn't because it'd be a waste of time. But if they called the cops and it's, let's say the cops showed up and let's say they find this homeless person stealing, they probably won't even prosecute. They probably won't even arrest them because they're like, what's the point? We'll take them to prison, and then the prosecutor will not enforce the law. They will not press charges. And I've actually spoken to a uh, prosecutor in the area, and she was like, look, it's it's all political. The DA does not want to enforce any laws. They don't want to do anything against criminals. Uh, just the other day, an illegal immigrant who was arrested two prior times um, – I think they were legal immigrant, but regardless, they, they had a, a bad record. They had just committed two crimes. The district attorney let him out. And then I can't remember if he hit someone drunk driving or if he shot somebody, but over and over again, we're seeing Democrat attorney generals just, and, and unfortunately it reflects on the police as well, have no interest in the law or upholding the law and just kind of destroying this country bit by bit. It's actually really disgusting. And the election laws are just the most uh, obscene example where, you know, how many videos, how much proof have you seen of the election being stolen? And not a single judge across this entire country. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's been a little bit here or there, but basically none of them have even been like, yeah, we'll look at your evidence. Well, okay. You have, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of affidavits and Rudy Giuliani cannot present these affidavits at any courtroom. You know, I mean, they just won't even look at it. They just throw it out. They say, Oh, well, we're not looking. We, we can't do that. Um, so it's a, it's actually a pretty, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty chilling thing that's going on right now. You know? Um, so let's see, how is the election going? 87% reporting. Looks like it's the same place here. Let me refresh and see if there's any changes. 87, Loeffler's up two, Purdue's up three. Uh, yeah, I mean, doesn't look like much has changed. I mean, honestly, even if just Purdue won, that would be really, really positive uh, for this country. I mean, I really, you know, I'm really concerned. And you got to remember, uh, Joe Biden he's not the type of guy that's going to stand up and do the right thing. You know, he's not the type of guy who's like going to defy his party or the mob or whatever. He's, you know, he's a huckster. He's a, you know, aw shucks type of guy. He's just going to go along with every crazy radical thing they want to do. So if, uh, if 
there isn't some type, even as horrible as Mitch McConnell is, if there is not some type of resistance to the Democrats, it is going to be a complete disaster. Another interesting thing happening. So tomorrow there's going to be the huge, you know, very big, uh, protests in washington dc when they count the electors i i expect there to be millions maybe tens of millions of republican trump supporters there and now there's news that came out today chilling threat sent to air traffic controllers at washington dc uh revenge for killing iranian general is under investigation so multiple air traffic controllers in new york Heard a chilling threat Monday, an audio obtained exclusively by CBS News. We are flying a plane into the Capitol on Wednesday. Soleimani will be avenged. So my opinion is this is scaremongering. They're trying to scare Trump supporters. They are trying to scare the president. They're trying to, you know, intimidate us to get into a war with Iran. I personally, you know, this type of uh, terrorism, I'm number one, you wouldn't, I mean, would it really be this? Would you? We are flying a plane into the Capitol on Wednesday. Stolen money would be revenge. I mean, would you just put it out there like that? Does that seem like? Does that seem like a good idea if you really want to do it? No. But number two, you know, if you really think about it, the Shiites and the Iranians have never actually um, had this type of terrorism in the United States. So I personally, just on the f- surface of it, it, it seems very sketchy to me. Uh, the threat refers to. K- Qasem Soleimani, the Iranian general killed last year in a U.S. drone strike ordered by President Trump. It was made on the one-year anniversary of Soleimani's death, for which Iran officially have long vowed a revenge. It's unclear who sent the threat. While the government... So it's unclear who sent the threat, but they're saying it's the Iranians. And I mean, where did the threat come from, right? While the government does not believe the warning of an attack is credible... It is being investigated as a breach of aviation frequencies, as CBS News has learned. A source told CBS News that the Pentagon and other agencies were briefed on Tuesday about the digitized voice recording. The sources said they believe the threat was designed to suggest hitting the Capitol on the same day Congress is set to count the Electoral College votes. Experts said the intrusion is concerning because it could affect the instructions pilots get about where to fly planes sources told cbs news a message was sent to air traffic controllers on tuesday reminding them that the threat of a plane deviation from its flight plan should be reported immediately the fbi is not commenting but said it takes all threats of violence of public safety seriously and you know to be honest i've had a little bit of concern about tomorrow's protests not because i don't think people shouldn't be there and not because i don't think it's important because it's just a lot of Trump supporters in one place. It just really is. And it's going to be a lot of patriots there. And I just, you know, I worry, man. There's a lot of enemies of of Trump and his supporters. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of them. And, um, you know, this could this could be an opportunity for them to, to strike. So um, another interesting thing is Mitt Romney was on a plane um, I assume going from uh, Salt Lake City to Washington, D.C., and he got on the wrong plane with a lot of Trump supporters. So they let him have it. Hear this. All right, hold on one sec. Trainer! 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 
So it's a full plane of Trump supporters calling Mitt Romney a traitor. <laughs> oh man, he deserves it. Mitt Romney voted to impeach Trump for nothing. Yeah, so they let him have it, which I think is an absolutely beautiful thing. I mean, he definitely, you know, the problem with a guy like Mitt Romney, from my perspective, is that, you know, a politician like Mitt Romney for so long has flip-flopped. He said what's convenient. Um, Wesley, yes. No, I totally agree. So guys like Mitt Romney, and I've been pretty observant you know, politically. So I remember when Mitt Romney won and ran in 2008 for president. I remember 2012 very well. And I remember, you know, basically his whole political career. I wasn't around when he ran for Senate in the 90s. And well, I mean, I was around, but I was too young to notice. But I look back, I've seen the videos, I've seen what he said, I, I've seen what he stood for. I, I saw how he ran for the governor and all of that stuff in Massachusetts. And over and over again, this guy says what is politically convenient. And, you know, he'll say, oh, I'm, I'm very conservative, and then he'll be liberal. And, you know, it's just a certain level of dishonesty and also um, somebody who does not seem to have any interest about what's best for the people of America, but what's best for him politically. And more importantly, what's best for, you know, the people that are lining his pockets and lining the donors, you know, the donor class. I mean, that's who he works for. So it's great that he got on this, uh, this plane and had to have that experience. I think that's going to be a real wake up call uh, for somebody like Mitt Romney. Let's see. Let's see how the election is going over here. Huh? Okay. This, this page is lagging a little bit. Oh man. I'm getting a little bit of lag. Hopefully it doesn't, doesn't fall again. I'm going to try to pull up, see how the, um, Okay, so here we go. Let's pull it up. Let's see if this will work. Oh, here we go. Here, we'll do it like this so we can see. Um, all right, so 90% are in, all right? Loeffler up 1.9%, Purdue up 3%. Let's see. Um... Warnock, 95% chance to win. Okay, I think it must maybe be an African-American district that is not fully in yet. You know, I still don't know how, because I know that a lot of African-Americans, black people in the South, they come from Christian backgrounds. So I don't know how they get tied in with these, these radical people who are obviously not uh very christian um let's see decob county still oh look at that still only 42 percent. still has not reported any more numbers this is not coincidental this is very intentional they are waiting they are they are going to find the votes people this is this is how the game is played and you know republicans are just too honest and too dumb to play the game and and i 
you know, that's a good thing, but it's obviously not a good thing at the end of the day. You know, you got to fight fire with fire. We're not going to beat these people by by playing by playing uh, by the rules because if one side plays by the rules, then you're going to lose. So let's see. Yeah, I mean, 98%, 98%. Let's see. Okay, we got one here. Yeah, so I mean, all the Republican votes are basically in. You know, there might be... There might be some outstanding Republican votes, probably, you know, t you know, I, I have no idea how many, but there are some outstanding Republican votes, but they're mostly going to be Democrats coming in. So with 90% of the vote in, let's see, Loeffler is up about 80,000 and Purdue is up about 100,000. Yeah, so it's going to be very, very tight. But my prediction, and I want you guys to remember this, my prediction is that they are going to I, – I, my prediction is that Loeffler and Purdue both lose by, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000. It's going to be very, very tight, but the Democrats will find the votes – to uh to win the election absolutely there's no way they're going to not win the election um so here we go kyle rittenhouse let me pull this up for you guys kyle rittenhouse pleads not guilty to all charges in the kenosha shooting plea comes as city prepares for potential unrest over decision whether to charge officer in the shooting of jacob blake so my understanding is they're not charging the officers in the shooting of Jacob Blake. Kyle Rittenhouse, the Illinois teen charged with fatally shooting two and wounding a third during the unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in August has pleaded not guilty to all charges. Appearing in court with his lawyer by video conference for the hearing, the teen, who is now 18 years old, is free on a $2 million cash bond. Mr. Rittenhouse, who was 17 when he brought the rifle to a protest in Kenosha, yeah, I mean, if you watch the video, it's pretty obvious that he was shooting in self-defense. So I, I think the video is actually really helpful. Now, I mean, the problem again, you know, who are the people that are?
Okay, we're back. <laughs> uh, Wesley, right. I was just telling my wife tonight that he preaches abortion from the pulpit, even encouraged it. So said the video I viewed from a few years back. Quite a dilemma for our faithful, for faithful blacks. Yeah, and you know, to be fair, I don't think it's just a problem for the African American community. I think that this is a problem that you see across uh, all demographics of uh, faith-based communities. Um, I have a lot of family and friends who I consider, you know, Christian or whatever, and uh, they support abortion as well. I mean, I think it, it is very much a cultural thing. I will say this. Um, I live in uh, a very liberal place, but none the least. I mean, there's a lot of churches if you drive around and see them. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't believe people support them though. But none the least, when I am, uh, well, well, let me put it this way: almost all of the churches are shut down right now. Sunday, whatever, all the churches are shut down. None of the churches are open. Um, you know, some of them are doing streaming, the streaming church, right? And then some, uh, there's a couple that do outside services, which, you know, that's better than nothing. And streaming is better than nothing too. But there's basically like one church, and I live in one of the biggest metro areas in the country, and there's basically like one church that's open. And the county's suing them. They're trying to shut them down. They're trying to uh, do all these things. And I see hundreds and hundreds, I, I don't know the number, there's probably hundreds, hundreds of churches that are just closed. And I talk to people who are like, oh, I'm a Christian. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, interesting. Like, it, don't you think it's horrible that the churches are shut down? And they're just like, oh, well, there's Corona. I'm like, well, who, you know, what does that have to do with it? Like, for, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's way overblown first off, but second off, like I, I'm pretty sure there's been diseases forever, you know, and that was, I mean, there, this is not actually any different than the, the case that's always been since like the beginning of time. Like there's always been diseases. There's always been, you know, things going around and that is not an excuse to not have, uh, you know, churches going on. So um, tonight there was a stop the steal rally in DC and there were some really good speeches. And one that I thought was really cool was Jack Posbiak. Um, he is he works for OAN. He used to be like military intelligence. He speaks Chinese. And he had a message for President Xi that I thought was really, really cool. So I want to play that for you guys. Are you ready for this? Should we send a message to Xi Jinping in his own language? The American people are not for sale. The people of this country are not for sale to the CCP. The people of this country are not for sale to the establishment. We are not to sale for anyone because this is America. This is America. You take that to the bank, Xi Jinping. You take that to the bank, CCP, because we're going to take down the CCP. Let's do that. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Much love. God bless to everyone. And you know what? I, I would be totally down to take take down the CCP. Unfortunately, it seems like uh, we have, uh, I mean, that is that is a huge problem. But 
it seems like our internal problems are quite large as they are and maybe too too much to overcome okay hold on a sec guys let's see if we have any update from Decob. nope Decob is still at 42 percent. so still no more reporting from Decob. an estimated 200,000 votes remain uncounted in deep blue Decob county i imagine that ossoff and warnock campa campaigns are extremely anxious waiting for the results from there Oh man. Uh, 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 uh. So, I mean, basically, here's what's going to happen all the votes are going to come in, and then DeKalb County is going to know how many votes they need to put out. I mean, that's how this works, right? So, Osoff is up 63% there. Um, Warnock's up 64% there. So, 200,000 is not is is easy uh, to make up these differences. Uh, Purdue is leading by 120,000 votes, but. State election official Gabriel Sterling uh, says DeKalb County has 171,000 votes to upload. Those will likely skew heavily to the Democrats. So they're already setting it up. Uh, so, <laughs> so buy your ammo and your Bitcoin and your garden right away because you're going to need it pretty soon. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully it's all fine. It might be fine. You know, we'll 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 see what happens. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, oh, check this out. So there was, uh, a plane from Denver to a Democrat. I mean, sorry, to, to Democrat. Basically it is to Washington DC today. And here was the plane and here is what they were singing. I mean, this is cool. I should, I, I wish I was going there, but live far work, all those type of things. Oh my gosh. Come on. Lag. Unbelievable. Anyways, you guys get it. There, I mean, there's a bunch of Patriots. Everybody is headed to Washington, D.C. All the planes headed in there. All Patriots. Um, you know, trying to stop the steal, which I think is an absolutely beautiful thing. I think tomorrow is, you know, I don't know how it's going to end up, but it's going to be something really special to see and something really amazing. Man, my computer is just really struggling tonight. Um, let's see, man, I have no idea what's going on over there. All right, let's see back, see if there's any updates on the election, man. What do you guys think? Do you guys think the Democrats or the Republicans are going to win tonight? And do you think there's going to be any fireworks tomorrow? I mean, hopefully not literal fireworks, but do you guys expect anything big to come from tomorrow? Um, I know that there was a report that Mike Pence, there was a report in the New York Times that Mike Pence told Trump that he would not be, he doesn't have the power to decertify electors. And then Trump tweeted, well, that's not true, that, that he didn't say that. And Pence is saying, well, you know, I guess it's kind of in my hands or something. I mean, there's really like a lot of, a lot of people are saying a lot of things, but it's not really exactly clear what's going to happen tomorrow. So it'd be interesting to see. I will definitely, uh, I will definitely live stream tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have some live feeds coming from DC, so we can kind of see, you know, some of the some of the protests and see how the certification goes. By the time I get on, I guess it'll already, 
either be certified or not be certified. But to, by tomorrow, we're going to know who the next president is. We're going to know who has the Senate. We're going to know who has the Congress. And I think by tomorrow, we're really going to have a pretty clear idea of what direction this country is going to go in and you know how intense it will be as well. So um, thanks for watching, guys. I, if you can, give it a like and subscribe. That means a lot. I will definitely be on tomorrow. Trying to do this every night around 7 p.m. PST. Some non, you know, fake news analysis and discussions of, of news and what's going on. So I appreciate you guys being here. And I will check you guys out tomorrow. Possibly. Possibly if my computer lets me. Hold on a second, guys. Okay, here we go. It's going to let me. Peace. Yeah, so it doesn't look like Cobb County is going to stop counting until tomorrow um, late in the night. So expect a flood.